Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. What up, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. I, I really have guests on, man, because for multiple reasons, I'm very, I'm very... I'm very careful with the energy of the people who I bring onto the show. Like my audience, I'm very careful with what, you know, like I said, what type of energy I, I present to them. So it's very, it's very seldom that I come across someone who really sparks my interest enough that I really feel like has enough value to my very niche audience. So today on the podcast, I have my man G Bryant, who is someone who I've been watching for, you know, at least a year. And, uh, and he's inspired me. I, I, he did a live one day on Instagram. And I figured, you know, this would be a good opportunity for me to connect with homie. So I jumped on his live and I asked him a very serious question. It was something that was really on my heart. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in, in the interview. But uh, he's a fitness trainer. He's a success coach. He, matter of fact, I'll let him in, introduce himself to, uh, to you guys. What up, G? What up, bro? Uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, just like you said, uh, you know, Briggs hopped on my live and we connected and I, you know, I figured what he had going on. I'm very selective of what I choose to embark upon as well. So I believe synergy and energy are the biggest components to making connections true, you know. Mm -hmm. And he told me about what you had going on. Uh, I mean, it was a no brainer. Just had to make the time for us to connect and make some things happen. You feel me? So, I appreciate um, it. He, he introduced me. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I do a little bit of everything, man. And and that aspect, everything means that I hit a couple verticals. You know, I'm a owner of a, uh, of a gym, the Loft Athletic Club, one of the uh, staple gyms here in Atlanta. I own an online fitness program that's worldwide, um, x28fitness.com. I created that about three years ago. Um, I'm an investor. Um, I speak. I do business development with small businesses. Uh, so basically just got my hand in a few things, but definitely making sure that I hit the three verticals uh, that I believe will help us transition as people, which is mental health, uh, mindset, business, and also our physical health. So that's where I stay. You know, that's my lane is to help people grow uh, in that in that aspect. So I'm real big on mindfulness, man. And it's so rare to come across another young black man with you know with mindfulness as a part of their narrative as a, as a part of their brain as a part of their messaging so how did that how did your mindfulness journey uh develop like where where did that come from it came from um everything i've been through you know um i literally was about to put out i was writing this morning about uh you know i see a lot of people teaching how to get from the bottom when they've never been there you know mm -hmm. And it, it kind of upsets me, me because of the way technology is such a touch tap microwave, you can get information from anywhere. Yeah. So I always say people ask me, people ask me that question. It's like, I literally been through, you know, some of the toughest things in my life. And I had to figure out that, you know, it wasn't going to be nothing tangible that was going, going to fix it. You know, and even to this day with business, um, you know, battling different things that I've been through, it's always spirit and peace. And, um, you know, I call it bridging the gap to peace. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always going to get you there. So um, that just came about, like, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. I've, I've been, you know, slept in, car, slept in my car, slept in floors, been, um, you know, I'm, I've, all, I've been in all types of 
dangerous situations. You know, I, I didn't have the best character back in the day, which put me in situations I didn't need to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my life at stake. I've been in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. And I, everybody has a story. Somebody's story may be worse than mine. But one thing that I learned is that I had to govern my mind because that's the only way, you know, and I done made money and money's just transferable energy anyway. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where even when I started making money, what used to drive me first was my pain. My pain drove me first to just, you know what? I've been in this situation. I don't want to be in it no more. I'm hurting, but I can fight. I got a fire in me, you know, and that fire made me just go, 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 go. And I got to a point where I go, 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 and I reach what I thought was what it is, and I still had that hurt and that pain. You see, it didn't go nowhere. Yeah. With the, with, the, with the fire and I masked it with the running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I had practices that I still did. I read, I meditated. But then once I like, got to where I am, I said, well, shit, the same practices that kind of helped me mediate it before the fire are the same practices that I have to now overextend on even more now, you know. But mindfulness is my, is my number one thing. So look, all right, so G, him and I have very similar backgrounds. Like I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I, I came up in a very, if you're familiar with Brownsville, it, it's like, it's, it's like Iraq, bro. Like, especially when I was coming up there in the nineties and, you know, I had a, you know, like, like you, uh, you know, I, I was in some legal trouble, big time legal trouble. You know, I, I'm from a single parent home in the city that, that whole narrative, father not around, you know, character issues, like a lot of the things you're saying I could relate to. Um, and I'm very, like, I, religious, like, and I, I grew up religious. Like, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. My, my, my mom was Jehovah's Witness. And there was a lot of mental stuff that happened through that part of my life. And I'm a very spiritual person. And I try to speak to people. Like, I'm having trouble. It's like I, I lose people when I start talking about, sp- you know, spiritual stuff. So, like, what's, what, what is it about your approach or, or, or tell me about your experience trying to teach people about how to get in touch with themselves spiritually and what has worked for you to get through to people. And that's, so when you're building a brand, right, and you're online, specifically online, you know, they say you have to be known for one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you try to bring something out the box like you're spiritual. Like, yo, I do this shit in the background. I need to tell you about this shit because this is the real shit that's going to help you. And it's like, huh, what? I don't get it. What, what are you talking about? So, you know, I have a lot of things that people wouldn't even be able to fathom the fathom that I do. Like they can't fathom to fathom some of my practices that I do behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. They're true to me. Your spirituality, whatever keeps you in that space is you. There's no rules on spirituality. Literally, you can create your own spirituality if you want to. As long yep. as you peace or closer to the spirit or aligns you with your truth, you can create what you want. Yep. Um, I believe that, or you can follow something that resonates with you. If it's not goddamn Christian, if whatever it is, you follow what resonates with you and brings you closer to your center, your center. Yep. So what I've done, um, I try to, my, my, my tone of voice and my language, I like to speak to people in a way where I study human psychology my own way. Like I've been studying humans ever since I've been, I was, I was always like out the box, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here, but not here. So I mm-hmm. study people from afar. So you always got to kind of meet people where they are and then subconsciously throw in some things and make them think like, oh, you know, I don't try to get too deep. 
but there are certain code, like even if you look at some of my captions online and stuff, like I have certain wording in there that some people pick up on and some people don't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll keep it shallow here and then slowly but surely get people introduced to my way of thinking. If I want to help someone and I believe my way of thinking can help them, I'll meet you where you're at. And the more you start to like my way of thinking, I'll start to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I might bring you back up. And I might say, hey, go check this reference on what I was just talking about. You yeah. see, so um, my main goal is to always meet people because people aren't going, people are only going to go deep, as deep as they want to. Mm -hmm. Everybody's alarm clock's not ready to go off. Mm -hmm. I understand. So you may be able to wake people up in ways. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So you might say, hey, one thing I did on one of my lives the other day, I started spoke, speaking on a shallow standpoint. I was just speaking about business. And I was just speaking about mindset. And then I went deep for about two minutes. And I said, if anybody resonates, I said, I'm about to go deep real quick. I don't do this often. But if anybody resonates with this and you want to hear more about it, send me a DM with this hashtag. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start to tell you guys once a week more about what I know in that space. Because first of all, when you start talking crazy, you know, somebody watching, they don't want that shit. You know yeah, 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 yeah. You, you got to be strategic. Um, and, and that's the, also, you know, I'm big on astrology. Um, if you ever know your astrology, sometimes parts of your purpose and your message may not be ready to be revealed at this moment. Yeah. You know, I take that in pace. Keep building your brand, becoming that global person that you're going to be. And then once you have all eyes on you, whatever you say is gold. Yeah. 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 Facts. Facts. Yeah. I, I picked up, I picked up this from you, this, you know, the, 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 the sage, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I heard you mention it. And it's, it's cleared up the energy in my space, man. It has made a big difference because I'm, I'm going through a transition in my life right now, some very challenging stuff. And um, so I'm, I'm been, I've been extra sensitive about the energy in my space and my surroundings and making sure that everything's clean. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to, to be centered in my space. Um, but yeah, bro, like that's, that's, that's very tangible stuff. I, and and I, it, it resonated with me because I'm learning. And, and this may be selfish talk. This may not even be for the listeners right now. I apologize, guys. This is really for me, this part of the conversation. Um, but it's going to help me, you know, help people. So this is important. But it, what resonated with, with me, what you just said, is um, meeting people where they are, right? me and people where they are. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm not far removed from where a lot of the people in my audience are. Like this, this life, my life has changed so drastically over the last five, six years. And that's not a long period of time. Like I'm still, you know, so to speak, one foot in, I'm not, but I am. You feel me? Like I still deal with those lower, the, the lower me thoughts sometimes. Like they still try to pop up. It still takes energy for me to suppress certain conditioning certain thought patterns that didn't serve me that I that I've since got rid of right um but it's 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 a it's a constant fight so let me ask you this for, for a person who I mean quote unquote a little bit further along in the journey right whatever that means but you you feel what I'm saying um do the negative thoughts still like how often how like what's your experience with your inner self like what's what's your relationship with your inner self right now how does that look like if you had to describe it yeah so you know you know, coming from where I come from, you probably, you know, uh, mentally and just from a physical standpoint, um, environment-wise and things of that nature, you probably know. One thing you're going to understand, and this is for anybody listening, is the battle is never going to be over. You mm -hmm. got to understand that. You also got to understand for it is a, there's a law we learned when we were young, when they put us in grade school, for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Um, sometimes you're, the action that you're doing isn't 
uh, big enough for you to see or feel the opposite reaction. But as you get bigger and your purpose gets bigger, best believe they're going to come in waves. And sometimes they'll come in, in, the, in the most, I guess, ideal uh, way for you to re recognize them. It could be at one point, it might be a person. At one point, it could be a situation that you're going through. But just understand that if it's there, it's supposed to be there mm. and don't fight it. So what I've done, I've come to realize is that I have opposing forces. I still have demons. Um, one thing I know is that you may be done with your demons, but your demons are never mm. done with you. Mm. Mm. Never done with you. And they're never going to be done with you. Yeah. You have to build that muscle of mindfulness, that muscle of doing the practices, the sage, every single thing that you do to counteract what you've been through or your past hurts or whatever you're dealing with makes a difference. Small mm. daily, just like in business, small daily steps equal long-term improvements. Just like in your, in your, uh, in, in your, with yourself, small daily steps every single day have to compound. You have to understand that. And I just literally learned this this year because I smile, man, because this shit is never going to go away mm. ever. You know, it just depends on how do you want to live your life and, and reference to these things. Like, and, and we can get, you know, we can get, um, you know, practical or whatever the word is. Shit, shit don't, everything grow in the dark. You see what I'm saying? Like, you got them, your flowers grow in the dark. You got to be thankful and, and you can reverse engineer your mindset. Be thankful that it's there. That it's lets you know. It's an opportunity. Yeah, you got to look at it and, and like, be like, like I, some shit have happened to me, bro. I'm going to tell you, I'm going I'm to be candid with you, right? I do very, I do well relative to what's well financially, right? Mm -hmm. This year has been a fucking roller coaster in some of the investments and things that I made, right? And my old self, probably two years ago, I'd have been like, what the fuck? I'd have created more stress and anxiety. I'd have been going through it out my mind, not being able to enjoy life. Bro, I'd have had one of the most peaceful last three months. Mm -hmm. And some of the most term I've been in. I got legal shit going on with some business. I got a lot of shit going on. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yo, I smile and say, this is there. I love that it's there. Listen, doesn't that feel good, bro, yeah. to recognize that? The old you would, it, 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 the whole situation would have just been so much different to, to acknowledge that growth. That's one of my favorite things to experience in life is to, is to really like experience the things that, you know, the way my life is manifested based on like the parts of me that have grown and healed, bro. So that's, that's dope, man. It's, salute. And that's you. It's called your, it's your shadow self. It's mm. you. It's part of you. Like your shadow, you can't leave your shadow. You mm. can't walk away and say, my shadow's not coming. Your shadow wanna come, you wanna mm. ride. Mm. You, just gotta, you just gotta make sure that you're doing the things in the light to keep that shadow at bay and we're in, in this place. Mm. Your shadow will overtake mm. you if you don't let it. You see what I'm saying? It's your shadow self. Mm. So a lot of people wanna, oh, throw the shadow away. I don't want, that's not me no more. Nah, that was you. Mm. That was you. No, you was it's right there. You mm. feel me? So you gotta understand that's your shadow self and it ain't going nowhere. It's never gonna go nowhere. Word. Yeah, nah, that's that's a good analogy right there. That's a good analogy. So, so the demographic. Let's switch gears a little bit. So, the demographic at your gym is uh, from the research I've done is is mostly women, yeah. right? So, and I I think that's a very interesting niche. I mean, it fits. I mean, if it, it it makes sense from that from a from an outside perspective, right, right. like the whole the whole thing makes sense. It looks it looks good. It feels good when I watch it. It just makes sense. How did that? Is that something that kind of happened organically? Because I know you used to do boot camps for free when you first started. Was that just who came, or were you open? Is that something that you specifically went after that demographic? Um. So how how it happened was um. Well, I'll just double back to when I first started training. Uh, I just, a lot of women, and I guess, you know, based on, you know, kind of the ways that we did some marketing, 
just um, they kind of like resonated with my marketing, uh, especially back when I was a trainer. I mean, when I first started training about four or five years ago, uh, before any of this blew up, um, I used to just, I didn't know how social media worked, really. Mm-hmm. I used to just film myself working out or I would film and I used to, I just picked up like two female clients and I used to put their workouts. My workouts were very unique compared to what other trainers would do. So I had women say, yo, I've never done that before. I've never mm-hmm. done this before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I was just literally taking my God-given gifts and matching it with the science that I learned, right? Mm-hmm. But over time, you know, women just became attracted to my training style and I got known for getting women quick results. And that would just kind of happen organic. I mean, I didn't try. It was just like mm-hmm. my first two clients were women. I was doing things that I thought was just regular and people was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And then she, they told friends and um, I started doing boot camps and women would invite women. And then, you know, also, you know, I don't, women take a, a liking to me, you know, for other reasons as well. But, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so that kind of then, then, you know, added fuel to the fire. But now uh, from a fitness standpoint, it is strategic to market towards women um, after we saw the see, So a lot of our marketing is uh, focused on that. We do have a good base of men. We just don't market to them. All right, so so, for, so for working with women versus working with men, what do you feel like is the main difference as far as the, the success rate? Um, honestly, shit. I mean, the few men uh, relative to the amount of women that I work out, work with, the only thing about uh, men is they have to they have to humble their ego mm-hmm. when they work with us. So sometimes I'm not in a position to go back and forth with people. So a lot of men do come to me with the ego already humble. But if this ever comes to a space where you need my help, but also you want your ego to be satisfied, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. You know. So women already come with that kind of that bow. You know, not not in no. No, no, no I get I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, the humble, they're humbler. Uh, yeah. Um, and also women are a lot more emotional. Mm-hmm. So um, they connect emotionally to certain things. And so when they see another woman working out, emotionally triggers them to say, I want to work out. They see a bunch of women in, the, in my gym. They're like, I want to be in the gym. They don't, mm-hmm. there could be no logic to it, but just from the emotional decision. So we have a, I have a greater success rate working with women just based on those, um, you know, things that they, that they come with. Yeah. All right. So, so one, one tagline, one, one of the lines that I read on your website is that you're a first generation self-made millionaire. Mm-hmm. And, I'm knocking on the door, right? For me personally, right? So that resonated with me. Like, I'm like, that's, that's a goal that I have, right? And, and um, so, so a big part of, the, of my personal evolution came through the fact that I started reading, you know, probably like five, six years ago. Before that, right. I didn't read at all. I was one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just don't, I didn't read. I didn't, I read slow to this day. I still, you know, but the way that it compounded my growth in every area of life, right. you know, and now I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for reading, man. Like I want to, I want to somehow, you know, start up an, an, an initiative to help black men, not just black men, but people in general, bro, just start reading more because we don't, we don't read. And I feel like there's a lot that people are missing out because of that. And so, so you being a first generation self-made millionaire, what are, what are some of the books, right? If you had to suggest one or two books that changed your life, that, that kind of switched your mental into this gear you're in right now, what, what, what would those books be? Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's double. I, I read my first book at age 23. Mm. Like you. I didn't read shit. Like, right. I, 
him a book if I had to, or like read the back for a book report, but I never yeah. read a book. I read my first book at 23, made my first million dollars at 28. Hmm. Um, and since then it's been, you know, I have had, you know, some success as well. I'm 30 now. Um, the first book I ever read in my life was The Power of Now. Hmm. Uh, teach you how to be present. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, change yeah. the whole, fuck my whole shit up. Yeah, F- facts. I didn't, I was like, this type of, hold up, what world is this? this yeah, is- yeah. Say no more. I'm the type of dude, you show me something, it makes sense and it works, say no more. Um, sure. After that, um, I would say the two of the books uh, that I read, and people ask me, do you read any financial literacy books? And I say, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy um, and The Richest Man in Babylon. Literally just like, yo, this is how you start, you know, managing money. You know, mm-hmm. so I would say those three books were my starters. And from there, I've ventured out. I've read hundreds of books, listened, but I'm an I'm a audio book dude, yeah, too. too. I buy a book and buy the audio at the same time. Just It's a on- totally different experience yeah. for me. And, and, and I think it also helps drive the lessons home. Like, you know, as far as the, rep- the rep- repetition, the repetition helps me really retain it. So I'm, I'm the same way. And guys, these books, I'm going to have them in the show notes. So um, don't worry about looking for a pen right One now. book that you should listen to that would change your life. And like, I, even in my like more advanced days, if I turn this on, I was listening to this morning while I was saging, The Motivation Manifesto. Yeah. Oh, that book, you gotta listen to it though. He don't stop, it's bar for bar for yeah. bar for bar. It's like, dense, it's dense. Yeah. yeah, that's my shit right there. Yeah. Let me ask you this, what is your, what is your, cause you're a success coach, right? What is your definition of success? Um. Just like Napoleon Hill said, uh, uh, you know, working towards a worthwhile goal, you know, um, it, it's not a monetary thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a, it's whatever you want it to be. Basically, if something worthwhile to you and you're working towards it, I would deem that as success. Success is relative to the person that's looking at it. It's relative to what you feel like is your, you know, big cash out, so to speak. And it could mm-hmm. be like somebody's success could be, I want to be in a loving relationship. Somebody's mm-hmm. success could be, I want to be down 30 pounds. Somebody's success could be, I want to make a billion dollars. You know, um, I think success is just you moving towards a worthwhile goal and cutting out the distractions and doing that. Uh, so somebody literally came on my post the other day and I was like, I said something about uh, something where she was like, it's easy because, to you because you're successful. I was like, nah, sweetheart, I actually wrote this caption while I was sleeping on the floor five years ago and success is relative to what you make it. So my success and your success is totally different. And, and it's about being, right? It's about being and knowing before you have any tangible proof, right? So to speak, right? People, people want, they want the, the results before they attach it to their identity. But now you got to be that before, right? And it's kind of hard to explain that to people because the concept is, especially when you're, because if you said that shit to me six years ago, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and I get it, right? I, I get it, but... There's a quote that I say now, like people say, you got to see it to believe it. It's funny. You say, I tell people, I don't say that. You got to be it to believe it. Mm, like, you got to mm. immerse yourself in what you want to be. I did a video that says like, yo, you know, you're successful right now. Like the same, if you go to my YouTube, one of my speeches, I said, I was talking like this when I had $5 in my bank account mm. and I was successful. And I'm going to talk the same way if I got 500 million in my bank account. Like that's how you got to think about it. It's about your attitude. It's about your belief systems, and, and, and I'm pretty sure the reason why you're now, you know, financially successful is because of who you were 
all, you know, all your life. And I hate to say that too, because that can discourage people. You know what I'm saying? Like they can feel like they're not enough. I think, yo, we create our realities. I'm a true believer of that. I have, I've had way too many experiences of that being true in my life and people around me. And I, I just think that burning desire for more is very keto. Like a lot of, you can't, you can't be, you know, not, not happy. Of course you want to be happy, but you can't be satisfied. You can't be, you know, so see, and, and, and for me, bro, like I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm still trying to develop my, um, ability to communicate some of some of my the wisdom that i have is 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 unarticulatable for me so far right and that's why i'm so into reading i'm so into you know trying to write more because i have something on my spirit that i need to get off and sometimes it's very hard for me to find words and that's something that i appreciate about you i checked out some of your your stuff you find a way to communicate well using common language you feel what i'm saying and your point gets across very clearly and that's something that i'm working towards so i definitely want to salute you on that and um the name of the book is called the adventure of i you want to yeah you you want to check that joint out bro the adventure of i um but so adventure of I. yeah all right so so for the person listening right now right because most people who listen to this podcast, I want to say 99%, they're in pursuit of, of growth, man, in, in different areas of their life. You know, physical being very important, of course. But uh, this, you know, my squad, bro, like I, every meetup that I, I do, man, like I, I did a meetup in London about six months ago. Um, the most amazing soul show up. I did a meeting a meetup with my, my recent one was what city was I in? I don't know. I say all that to say the, the people that show up, the people that, that my, my, my content attracts are usually people who, who they, they just, they're ready for evolution, right? They're ready for evolution. They're ready to shed their old programming. They're ready, you know, for just for more. And, let me ask you, um, so for the people who are looking for, for more, right, they want success, what's the first thing, right? If, if, if we're talking to G from 22-year-old G, right, what was the first thing you had to let go to get out of your own way? Um, shit, I had a lot, a lot of shit, though, bro. <laughs> first, I got to tell you something. All right, the work you're doing is the right work. Thank you. I was told to tell you that just now. Being serious, I got a lot of shit going on right now, and uh, doing the right work, man. So keep doing it. I want to tell you that, that means a lot to me, bro. Your audience and everybody that's listening to this man, stay the course. There's a lot of shit out here that can cap you, but this man is doing something from his heart. And I got to continue to follow. Um, Thank you. Get back to your question. I'm actually going to write this tomorrow. Actually today, what it says, um, spirit will send someone from among us to enlighten the rest, okay? And you've been sent from among the pack to enlighten the rest. You just mm. be true. You got to continue to do what's on your heart. Mm. Don't let any of the other shit that's blocking you or making you question it or, you know, anything that's resource-wise, you got to continue to do that. And that's for anybody. If 
you're among us, the spirit will send you to enlighten us. If you're chosen, if you're not chosen, someone will be sent to you for you mm. to follow, and then you will enlighten some more. So mm. And that connection, that energy that's going on right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, bro. Um, so one thing that I had to let go, uh, people, mm. uh, very big, uh, and it hurt, you know, and I say, sometimes you got to leave so you can come back and help. Mm. I had to make a candid decision on who I was, who I was, who I wanted to leave, who I was going to help, um, because of love and who I was going to leave, um, because of that. Like I want to help them. I love them so much, but they don't understand where I'm trying to go anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first step. The vices didn't go first. Mm. It was the decision to let go of some of the people. Mm. Um, some of the people actually influenced the vices. So I was already viced. Mm. And, but when I let the people go, then I could work on the vices and insulation. Mm. And do too many things with too many impressions on you. It's kind of hard. And even if your intellect is our common nature to try to control chaos. Mm. Because we're so smart. Yeah. Yeah, it looks well. Everybody else around it looks well. So I had to let go of people first. And when I started to separate myself from people, it gave me the time to sit still and say, okay, now this has been coming, this has come upon you, this has come upon you, and this has come upon you. And these are now hurting you as well. Um, mm. These are now stopping your progress. But then it became drugs, it became alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Then it became a limiting belief on a mindset. Because when you grow up, you have a limiting, you always, you're, you're, you're built with so many limiting beliefs that have been ingrained on you. Um, and you don't even know why you have them. So now it's about expansion into self. Like, where, how do I can only, is $100,000 a month, a year? Is that rich? Yeah, six figure job. Mm. Now you're rich. That doesn't make fucking sense. No way. That's what you're ingrained on you from the yeah. hood. That 100K, you out here. You see what I'm saying? Then you don't realize, uh, okay, um, I'm supposed to go get married, you know, at a certain time. But damn, I never even seen what marriage looked like. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Well, how y'all teach this, bro? This shit. <laughs> about what we're supposed to do and everybody in the goddamn church got a broken relationship. Tell them. So now you got to start breaking down all these paradigms that you've ingrained with that's literally just a system to suppress you. Mm-hmm. You, you have to get still. You have to get still to listen and not listen with impressions around you. And people, somebody, I always go back to the goddamn scholars that want to tell me some shit. Somebody told me the other day, um, well, all of us can't get out the environment. I said, listen, you can get out the environment in your head. Mm-hmm. You still be there, but you want to pay play that that fire inside of you is going to have to burn brighter than the fire outside of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It has to burn brighter. So I had times where I was in the wrong environment outside of me, but I was conditioning myself to be in the right environment inside of me. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let me stop you right there. So, because I, I don't want I don't want us to brush over this word that you use in uh, stillness, right? So. We get we hear that term gets thrown around a lot, and it's a very powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing for for a person to to find stillness. So so to the person who they've heard this term a lot, right? And it's it's usually like I said, it's it's a part of the the, the conversation. It kind of gets brushed over. What how do how does a person find stillness? So here's the thing, right? Some of these terms become so complicated to the point we think they're unachievable. Mm-hmm. Stillness isn't about you becoming this goddamn Zen master. Mm-hmm. Stillness, these are practical steps to stillness. Like, I'm going to give you, like, this shit straight up. Go sit by yourself and be still. That's or, it. Like, be still for a second. And then you'll start to see that you may not be able to manage your own presence alone. 
And it is not about you fixing it, it's you becoming aware. So here's the thing, you just wanna start becoming aware of all this shit that's going on. That's what stillness is for. Because once you become aware, then you can say, okay, this may be something I can embark on. What book can I read to do this? You know, you may sit still for a second and realize you start jittering and shaking because you're just so used to being distracted. But mm-hmm. you're in it. That's that's like, and then you might feel like a, if you start to feel like you're a junkie or you need some type of, that means stillness is working. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the stillness. So look, right, let me stop you right there again because I want to pick your brain about some of this stuff. So like I've been struggling, quote unquote struggling with meditation for a while. And it was because I was framing it wrong, right? The narrative of, of, about meditation was was taught to me. I had, the, I had the wrong picture in my head for what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like. And that is, was the only blockage. You can't meditate wrong, quote unquote. I don't believe that you could do it wrong, right? Um, it, it, it's just, I had to shed what I thought it's supposed to look and feel like. And one of the books, right, so just to throw another book in there that helped me with that, it's a book by Robert Wright. It's called Why Buddhism is True. And it's written from the perspective of a person who struggled. He wrote a book about meditation from the perspective of a person, of a person who quote unquote struggled with meditation. And it, it was very insightful. It, it helped me out a lot. But, but what I've noticed is because I, I feel like I got it, right? I meditate every single day. Uh, it's it's something I look forward to. It's not a chore for me anymore. It's something that, you know, my day isn't right if I'm not able to do it, right? And But what I noticed is some of my subconscious programming that is now on the conscious level is making my mind noisier, right? It's like I'm way more aware of some of the, 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 the thoughts that I, I think I was suppressing, and so it, it's kind of a weird, it's a kind of a weird gray area I'm in right now with my, with my inner journey and meditation. Uh, did you experience something like that when, when you first really started getting the hang of meditation? Yeah. Um, meditation has levels. Mm-hmm. So where you're at right now, you'll probably get into a point where you'll be able to snap into it even on a deeper level or on a quick level or on, on some type of level. So for me, meditation, there's no wrong way to meditate, as you said. Uh, when I first started out, it was just about quieting the mind. Or, and if it wasn't quiet, my main thing is being aware that your mind just isn't quiet. That's mm-hmm. meditating. You know, be aware, start to be able to look outside of your thoughts, understand that they're there. And you may feel like you didn't do anything in the session. Mm-hmm. But if you continue to do that over and over again, it'll work, you yep. know, relative to you. So I did have that. Um, happened to me where, you know, I would get to a certain level of meditation, but now my outside world that doesn't have to do what necessarily have to have a direct correlation to what I'm doing spiritually right now will start to come up in my meditation. I'm like, why should this throw me off? Mm-hmm. But then my biggest thing is always going back to awareness, mm-hmm. being aware that that's coming up, you know? So for me now meditation, I, de- I meditate on different levels. I meditate on my third eye. Sometimes I meditate on my root. Uh, mm-hmm. I meditate on my heart. Uh, just depending on where I'm at in that day. Like today, I did a root chakra meditation. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do a mindfulness meditation, just being thankful and having gratitude. I might do a heart chakra meditation. I might do a third eye. I haven't done a third eye because they're pretty powerful once you get into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can drain the hell out of you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and those are those are deeper practices that you can literally find a trusted source and kind of follow them in that aspect. And I would say trusted source, like make sure it resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, way I learned to meditate on different ways. I started meditating by myself and then I started 
reaching out to different ways to meditate and doing different things that a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. other levels of meditation. All right, let me ask you this. So I, I truly believe that our realities are, are created by our minds, of course, but our identities, right? Who we think we are has a lot to do with what our lives look like, right? Our, so, so if you had to describe what your identity was, I know this is probably, this is, uh, it's, it's not like a direct answer. I just wanted to hear what, that, what your response would be. Like, wh- who, what is, G. Bryant, describe your identity. Um, shit. So you asked me to describe my truth, basically. Yeah. My truth. Uh, my truth is right now. Whatever I am right now is my truth. And being totally aligned, like speaking to you right now, just got, getting out of my apartment, I came down and I, uh, I'm at my office now, mm-hmm. age in my crib, uh, listening to my uh, motivation manifesto, listening to t- a little bit of T.D. Jakes because he's a great messenger. Mm-hmm. He um, is. Yeah. Making sure everything's clean, um, getting ready to work out, being vegan, drinking water. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we have, what happens with us, and I'll just give you reason why I'm going to go a little deeper so you can see what my, my truth isn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. The G. Bryant that has to put an avatar on to go ahead and represent to the public, sometimes to be able to convert them back to what he believes is his truth, that isn't my truth. But sometimes mm-hmm. you have to put on that. If you're aware, you're putting, you're basically becoming an avatar. If you have a purpose to get people back to truth or something that aligns with you that you believe can help, sometimes you have to put on an avatar to be able to connect with them because they won't connect with you right here. Remember mm-hmm. when you, you want to go deep mm-hmm. and that your truth or your identity is something so deep. Like some of the things that you want to present is your truth and your identity, but you can't get it out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to put on an avatar. So whenever I'm operating outside of my truth, I feel out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Let's say like, I'll give you a, I'll give you a candid example, right? You may see me in a club for a specific event. You, you know, it may be a business event, but that's not my identity. Mm-hmm. And some people might look at that and say, that's, that's G. Bryant got the shades on, mm-hmm. going to the club. I may be drinking, but sometimes that's just an avatar. It's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it's a position that I have to play or I may play. Now, I literally just wrote about this my purpose becoming so big that sometimes some of my avatars have to dissolve so that you won't see that avatar. Mm. You're going to start to slowly but surely, but see my truth in all areas of my life because Mm. I'm building to that. If that makes sense. No, no, that makes perfect sense. So, so the idea of, of being a showman, right? Do you, are you intentional about that with, with your, with your, your public persona? Um, elaborate a little bit. All right. So, just because we know how the minds of, of people work, right? And what's, what grabs their attention. So, so are you intentional about that? I am intentional, um, but I, I, I pay a fine line uh, because I want to get people, I got to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone put it like this, um, you're not going to help someone with a broken leg until you see they have a broken leg. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so. Until I can see exactly where people are, I have to now be able to say, okay, this is what's going to grab them. So I kind of, I've been doing this for, I do it, I've been doing it in fitness for a while. Like literally, let me give you an example. A lot of my online fitness clients, they come from the shade room. Mm. Right? The shade room was one of the messiest places online, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Messy, they in media, they in everybody's business, they ain't doing shit at work. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is 
they'll join my program because I have a partnership with the shade room where they promote my program and they'll come join my program. And I got to like, okay, let me now get you and groom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak to you. They hear my motivation. I'm all over them now, mm. but I had to meet them. They've seen my pro. Why is G Bryant's program on the shade room and G Bryant's like this, mm. it's like that. Well, shit, I know where I got to meet y'all at. Mm -hmm. And then y'all over here and groom you into the things that may help you be successful and get you out of that. I've had so many people, that came and she like, I don't know what I was doing over there. I, mm. I stopped watching TV. I'm living my best life. I done had women find relationships, had get pregnant, get jobs, men just getting the best shape of their lives, mentally, physically, and spiritually. But a lot of our people are lost in these places of distraction. So as an enlightened person or a chosen person, that's the toughest thing is to know so much. But then if you just come at them like this, totally aligned, you're going to seem like you're better than them. You're going to scare them. You know, you got to get them or get people for where they are and bring them over to where you want them to be. If you feel like a gentleman is going to help them. And that's yeah, that's amazing, bro. Because that aligns with one of my, one of my recent intentions, which is to always, no matter what someone's showing me, right. always look at their light, look at the, the things inside of them that I want, to elaborate that I want to bring out. Right. And it, it, it takes a lot of energy. It's not as you know, it's, it's something that I'm working on because I have a lot of, especially family members where I kind of got to, I got to, anyway, I, I'm digressing. I don't, I don't even want to go down. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's anyway. So let me ask you this. All right. So, so the role of failure on success, right. Um, how, how does a person compute, failure in the middle of it right what's what's the mindset shift how do how do they shift their mind to really extract the value from their failures shit well you know you got to break failure up into uh, a couple of different cat it depends i think it's relative to what you're failing at you know mm. um like i put it like this let's say when i was in business right and i'm trying to make it in business but i'm failing at this business or i'm failing at this me personally, I don't have another option. Mm. It has to be a success. Mm. It has to be, you know, now someone else may have another option. I didn't have another option and that's nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with me. It's just that we're in two different spaces based on this failure. But I don't know about you. I don't, I love not having an option. Well, shit. I, to be honest. Nothing else. Yeah, so, yeah, facts. That's yeah, that's fact. Like, I could tell you, like, I could have been, you know, I could have. Let's say I was born, you know, well off, and I started a business and it failed. I had another option. I probably just been like, that didn't work, you know. So <laughs> failure is just relative to your situation. But I will say, someone that's um, going through something that failure, you know, isn't what what it, the word isn't what it actually is trying to come across as to most people, because like. Failure is actually a good thing. Like when you work out, taking your muscles to failure, you got to break down to build up. You know, mm -hmm. failure being builds character, habit. If it don't bring you no money or no satisfaction, one thing is going to bring you some damn character. For sure. If, as long as you're, um, you know, using daily principles and things to try to get where you were going to go. Now, the principles are always going to hold true of the universe. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, your, your harvest may not come on your time, but if you continue to sow, you will reap. You have to. You just got to be willing to say that shit might not come right now. 
You know what I'm you saying? You got to be detached from it coming right now. You have to, and that, and that's that's the hard part for a lot of people. It, it, they're so results, like so result happy. You know, be emotionally committed to a result ever. Mm-hmm. Emotions are high, intelligence is low. Yeah, you're emotionally. That's why women buy thirty pairs of shoes and only wear one. Mm-hmm. Their emotions were so high when they bought them that when they got them, now they're intelligent. Like what the fuck? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when you're emotionally attached to the outcome, I just did a video, you're going to be looking at the results so much that all of any failure to that, to that goal or outcome is going to bring you down. But if you don't have any emotional attachment to it, you're just like, okay, there's my goal. These are the daily steps to get there. And I'm present every single day. You'll see that you're becoming a better version of yourself anyway, or you're actually getting close to your goal. You may get to your goal and say, well, that was it. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. When I made my first million dollars, I was like, oh shit, this is what million dollars were like. Like it wasn't that, like yeah. I was it was like, okay, you yeah. know, I thought it was gonna be like a millionaire banner would come down and confetti and shit. <laughs> and I seriously, bro, so but it's it's about you know being unemotionally connected to to the outcomes. Like I said, remember this if you're on this podcast, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. I love that. That's that's really good. All right, so before we wrap up, bro, um, there's a lot of people in pain, man. This the the, the world is in a place where, you know, I, I feel like the collective consciousness has 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 manifested some shit right now, right? And there's a lot of people in bad places, in dark places. I know the value. You know the value of being in dark places, because, like you said, the flowers grow in the dark, right? Um. But for, for someone listening right now in a dark place, when they, when they finish listening to this podcast, what are the three things? You, it, it, let's pretend it was you, right? Because it's, it's hard to give people advice because you don't. But if it was you, you're in a dark place right now. You, you're about to turn off this podcast. What do you do? What's your first step to get yourself out of that space? Honestly. And I'm going to say this, right, because I've been in a very dark space, very, very dark space a couple of times. So I'm going to give you guys actually some things that I've done because I only speak on my experience. Mm-hmm. One thing I would do is I would stay around information and conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Find people that have been where you were that you can relate to and listen to them every single day as much as you can. I don't usually, as where I'm at right now, I don't I honestly uh, usually put other uh, brands out there to that, to that rest of it, but I'm gonna give you guys, you know, take it how you want it. Two people that helped me change my life was um, Les Brown, mm-hmm. day, and listen to Eric Thomas every single day. And to the point now, I'll be honest with you guys, now I'm in connection with um, those two. I'm actually got, just got booked to speak on the same stage as Les Brown wow. in uh, Miami in December. And I've been um, in multiple scenarios with Eric Thomas and his crew into a bunch of his, um, you know, conferences, you know, so, and I'm connected with some of the individuals he's connected with. Um, so, but those are two people that didn't know me when I was in my lowest point that literally I'll say they're part of the people that helped me save my life, you know? So when you get off of here, some of the other shit, like social media, shut it down. Just any, just be very intentional on what you listen to. Even me, like I have an Instagram, right? To this day, only follow about a hundred and something people. But like 
98% of my timeline is muted. Mm. Like it's literally like two, two things that come up, which are things that I need to look at, you know, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. So it's very important that you feed your mind and, and, and change your paradigm with some of the people. Oh, and Jim Rohn too. Oh yeah. Jim Rohn. Listen to him every single day, um, every single day, as many times as you can. The second thing I would say was you got to get, get ready to be a loner. Um, and you may think this will be the last time that this will be the last point in time where you need some alone time, but shit, when everything's against you and the pain is, is getting that deep, you got to get close to yourself and figure out who you are to you. Mm-hmm. Not who you are to every single person, not who you are, because I'm going to tell you something, all that stuff will always be there. God willing that you're here, the people, places, and things that have given you the identity thus far will be there. It's time for you to create your own identity and figure out what that looks like. I talk to like young kids all the time and I'm like, and this is a little off, but I'm like, yo, you don't have to be a gangster. Like you don't have to, you, know, you can laugh, you can dance, you can, you can do shit like that. Like you don't have to like, I'd be like every rapper tough, everybody got guns. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking how? Yeah. You know, yeah. And the thing about it is cause I've been on both sides of the playing field. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't me. So yeah. a lot of this shit ain't you. And mm-hmm. I'm just using a very, I guess, uh, uh, I don't know how where you guys come from. I'm using the eccentric uh, uh, example because that was me. I'm like, I don't have to be this. So whatever you are right now, literally, you don't have to be it. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I've learned even this year is micro macro. Okay, mm-hmm. when you understand how macro the world is, I mean, and I'm gonna put it in practical terms. You got sky, you got the clouds, you got planets, you got buildings, you got trees, you got like 80% of the ocean that hasn't been uncovered, you got pyramids, you got all types of shit going on on a macro level, right? You start to look at what you're looking at in yourself and it becomes very micro. So don't mm-hmm. be so hard on yourself. Like, and it's gonna be, you may be able to do this for a minute, this micro macro exercise gives you a little bit of relief for a while, but then you'll come back and hone in, but just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Do the micro macro, understand that you are, and then also understand that you're just a multi-dimensional being having a human experience. So you are connected to all that. You are supposed to be massive and big and great of opulence. You may just not be there right now in this present world that we call clock time. Like you're mm-hmm. the clock, but that shit don't even mean nothing either. Like okay. that time don't mean shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be because of this person or this time or that, that don't mean shit. It don't mm-hmm. mean shit. You see what I'm saying? Like age don't mean nothing. It's never too late to be who you're supposed to be, but you have to, get to know yourself. And I'll give you a fourth thing. You got to read. You got to get information. You have to. You got to erase that ignorance, man. Right, yeah. man. Go out in nature, too. Go out in nature. Big time. And that kind of connects, like, even if you're watching nature stuff, it kind of gives you a more macro perspective. When you're watching stuff about the galaxy, when you're watching stuff about the rainforest and, right. and knowing how all of this is connected and it kind of makes you feel small. You want to feel small. You want to get out of your, because our, our problems, our personal issues are so magnified when we're focusing on them. And so you got to find things to get you out of that micro, like you said, that micro mode and, and just look at things from a bigger perspective. Yo, G. I appreciate you, brother. Listen, you, you're, you're, you're obviously a very wise individual. You know, I, I feel your energy, you know, and, and, and to digress a little bit, when I first came across, I mean, you know, our minds, right? And this is something that I've also been very intentional about, like not judging anything, especially myself, bro. I was, I'm the worst at judging myself. But anyway, 
um, I'm, I'm very open now. And when I came across your content, I wasn't in that space yet. I still was like, yo, this dude, you know, you look like a rapper. Is he, cause I'm very, I'm, I'm very like the fitness industry and helping people. That space is very, it's very personal to me. Right. right. And I feel like I need to protect people because there's a lot of people who are who are not in this for the right reasons. Right. You know that. You feel what I'm saying? So when I first came across you, say that again. I watched what I exactly what I post on the IG after this. I was already writing earlier. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it. But um, but anyway, I appreciate you, brother. I, I look forward to connecting with you further in the future, man. I'll be down in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta a lot, man. So hopefully if, if schedules permit, definitely want to connect with you. Further, anything you got going on that I can contribute to in any way, please feel free. And that's not just social media talk. That's not just like that's real shit. Like just let let me know. Period. I'm I'm on it. I definitely know the value in connecting with like minds, and it's very rare that I meet people or come across people with 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 your sort of wisdom and energy. And I want to add value to whatever you got going on. So. Mind already running, man. I got some. I got some shit that we can um, definitely get, a, get 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 some things moving out here and get some. No doubt. Change the, change the collective consciousness. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So look, tell the people where they can find you because y'all definitely need to follow G with whatever he got going on. And, and uh, yeah, let let people know where they can find you. All right, y'all. Y'all can find me on Instagram, IG, G E E B R Y A N T underscore. That's G Bryant at G E E B R Y A N T underscore. Uh, Facebook is G Bryant. Got a couple of pages on Facebook. I just started being active on YouTube a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I got about three or four videos up there, but they, they got some real good depth into them. So you can find me on YouTube at G Bryant as well, G E E B R Y A N T. I just became active on Twitter. I was just an Instagram guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, G E E B R Y A N T underscore. But uh, I'm most active on Instagram. And then I also have an alternate um, Instagram called the G Code, basically outline how I believe um, things can help humanity is the G O T H E G E E T O D E. All right. And all this information will be in the show notes guys. And as always, I'm just trying to to gbryant.com. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All. So his website, all the social media handles will be in the, in the show notes. I appreciate you G. Like I said, man, we're going to connect. Your time is very valuable and I I just want you to know, I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for, for sharing that. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.